0: G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 119 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining in once again. That sound at the start of the podcast, if you people have been asking, it's a hand pan if you're wondering what the instrument is. Hand pans are... Pretty awesome, and we get support from a great hand pan maker called Celestial Sound, which is uh, based down Geelong Way. So, if you're interested in, in uh, learning a bit more about that instrument, check out celestialsound.com.au. Oh, awesome stuff. I've got one, I'm not very good at playing it, but i at least have a go. So, all good. All right, now we have a, a, a fantastic young fella on today by the name of Ed Ross or Edward Ross. Now, Ed and he's made a few years back. Um, uh, worked in the construction industry and they still do primarily but um, they saw a need to be able to provide better mental, mental health solutions within the construction space and uh, they got together and uh, formed an organisation called TradeMutt. So what trademut does is it actually provides pretty trendy um, work gear and uh um through the the funds that they actually uh they they generate through that they put back into mental health support within the construction industry which is so amazing and so well needed and um you know ed has got a really beautiful um uh journey to share with us and also a passion for what he does because uh his partner in the business uh, lost a mate to suicide and they've obviously had uh, lots of experience with it uh, within their working environment uh, at mine sites and construction sites and so forth uh, over the years. So we're going to hear a bit about that and, um, and what Ed's been through and uh, and what inspires him to do something which is I'm, uh, which I'm really passionate about and that's to try and give back to uh, to help uh, people to become more self-aware uh, through the workplace and to be able to be better people uh, physically and mentally inside and outside of the workplace. So um, yeah, really important stuff. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat and I really encourage you to share it with other people that uh, may find it helpful. I want to make a uh, special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who provide green organic superfoods. So if your diet's lacking something, I really encourage you to check out some of their products. They're, they're purely 100% organic and natural, no synthetics, so you won't piss yellow, which uh, happens with most vitamins. Uh, their website is greennutritionals.com.au. If you like bread and you don't know what bread does to you, um, we get help from an organisation called Pure Life Bakery who provide organic sprouted bread. So when the grains in bread are sprouted, the digestive process in our body works a lot better and that means our mental health works better when our gut's working well. So really encourage you to check out their site, purelifebakery.com.au. Also MacForce Australia uh, who provides labour solutions and also some mental health um, solutions throughout Queensland and WA at the moment, Uh, really ethical organisation, really uh, encourage you to check out them if you're looking to hire staff or looking to get into work uh, yourself in construction, mining or uh, any associated industries, please check out their website, macforce.com.au. Alrighty, thanks for listening in to Ed and I uh, go about this chat and uh, as I said, I really encourage you to share this one uh, with others. Ed Rice, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Mate, pleasure to be here, Aaron. Yeah, mate, really grateful for your, uh, for your time, mate. So I know you're a busy man and I know you're down in Canberra there at the moment. So, um, um, yeah, wishing you well, mate, and uh, really, really thankful that you'd... Uh, you were able to sort of break away and uh, and spend a bit of time, uh, you know, helping the uh, the listeners out there with some education around uh, what you've done with your organisation, but also what you're doing to try and address uh, some mental health challenges into the future, mate. So um, yeah, what really, really wanted to congratulate you for, for that in, the, in in its essence and and the great stuff you've been able to do with Trademart. But um, mate, it's I nice want work. I want you to tell us a bit about you know Ed Ross and and your backgrounds and sort of. You know where you were brought up, how things have evolved for you as a as a person, and you know um, where it's where life's sort of taken to where you are now.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose oh, it's a pretty long winded story, <laughs> but I'll give you the the, the quick version. Um, yeah, yeah, born in, in Central Queensland, grew up on uh, sheep and cattle stations um, around Longreach and Aramac, Mutterborough area. Um, yeah, most of my my young young uh, childhood, and then uh, went away to boarding school, grade uh, six. Uh, and seven to Toowoomba from prep, and then uh, yeah, went across to a, a private boarding school in uh, Brisbane for the last five years of uh, of high school. So yeah, that was really good, and uh, left there, went up and worked for uh, my cousin. He was managing uh, one of the biggest places in uh, in the world, actually, cattle station um, out outside of Mount Island. It's on the Queensland Northern Territory border, and um, on the NT side. And yeah, was there for a couple of years in uh, in stock camps, and uh, then went down to Geelong and did. 12 months of agribusiness and then went back up to the territory again for a for about eight months. And, uh, yeah, during that period, lost a, lost a close mate uh, in a helicopter accident um, at Park Holden. And um, I came down to the echo the Brisbane show, um, in August and had a really good time catching up with all my mates from school and whatnot and thought, fuck, there's more to life than sleeping in a swag.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seven nights a week and getting paid, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. So I thought, um, yeah, there's more to life than than what I've got here. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go back to... Brizzy and, and make a go of it, and yeah, I was trying to get back into agri-sales, to be honest, like get into agri-business, um, yeah, sales, some sort of role there, um, sort of like, yeah, any sort of animal health stuff, and it was a bad time, really, to be looking for a job, it was sort of September late in the year, and nothing was really looking very good, there was a job in Townsville, but I didn't want to move to Townsville, I just go back to Brizzy, and anyway, I'd been doing some um, some labour work, um, a few of my mates were, were carpentry apprentices, sort of in their second and third year down in Brizzy, and um i was just doing some yeah some laboring for them and um yeah out of the blue this weird conversation happened with a mate and he came back and said look i've you know there's an apprenticeship opportunity for you if you want it i said oh fuck i don't want a carpentry apprenticeship <laughs> yeah no, i don't want to do that um and he said oh well you're la- you, you know you're looking for labor work anyway you may as well go and work for him and anyway went uh, went there first day met went uh, met dan my, my co-founder and best mate and uh, yeah, but at the end of that week I was signed up and doing a mature age apprenticeship and the rest is history pretty much.
0: How old were you then, mate? Uh, I was 21. And who was the company you were working for?
1: Oh, just a little residential company. They're no longer um, Norcon was the name of that um, business. Yeah, I was about, yeah. I don't know, six or seven chippies there at one stage. So yeah. And, yeah,
0: and you got through your trade?
1: Yeah, yeah, got signed off. I was probably only a tradie for, I got signed off in three years, so I whipped through it. Um, and then I, yeah, probably only did six months. Um, yeah, six months of actually, yeah, being a, a qualified tradie. But I was sort of fortunate in a way because I was so hungry to learn. Like, I've always been obsessed with learning. Um, so I I picked the trade up relatively quickly. And, yeah, it was sort of, yeah, on jobs, you know, running jobs, you know, a lot younger than I should have been, but um yeah, it was just sort of my thirst to thirst to be bigger and better and yeah, sort of striving for what they call success, I suppose. So yeah. um yeah, it was it was a pretty um, whirlwind sort of apprenticeship and then yeah, trademark was sort of the the uh, the thing that was sort of keeping us working sort of seven days a week and, and weekends and nights and et cetera. And yeah, when we when we said we're we gonna go give this thing a go, um yeah, we dropped tools and went and did it.
0: So let's, uh, let's sort of go a step back a bit. You, you've packed a fair bit into your 21 or 24 years or whatever it was by the time you, you got to that stage, mate. Um, what was it that inspired you to be able to develop something which was obviously going to meet a need of the market because, let's face it, PPE is pretty ugly. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've known that for years too. And uh, What was it that really inspired you to be able to do something to be able to address mental health problems but also what did you recognize that was missing in the um in the landscape as far as mental health support was concerned
1: yeah well, it was two things really i mean um the the first the first was a work where and i mean like long days on the tools it's hot it's fucking arduous it's hard work um you know you always dream or we didn't always dreaming of you know businesses that would allow us to not be doing this anymore uh-huh. um and yeah, the, the whole workwear thing was sort of like, well, why isn't anyone doing anything in that space? Like everyone loves wearing, you know, something loud on a Friday or something a bit different, um, and it's normally just a t-shirt or like a Hawaiian shirt or whatever, and you end up ruining it because they're not great quality and they're not designed for that sort of work. Mm. Um, and so we looked into that and we thought maybe it can't be done because it seems too simple and too like no brainer. <laughs> mm. um, so anyway, yeah, started looking into that. And then Dan lost his, uh, one of his close mates to, to suicide at the end of 2015. Mm. And that was sort of our first, uh, you know, I suppose our first real experience in that space. And we were like, fuck, one, like, how has this happened? And B, why have we never heard about fucking mental well-being and mental health and stress and anxiety and depression? Like, mm. these things just... we. We're not being exposed to this stuff, but it's a massive issue. Mm. And we just looked at the landscape, and like, fuck, nothing is talking to us. Like, We're two young blokes, like, we're, well, yeah, I suppose in that time, we're, like, in our prime, I suppose, you know what I mean? Like, you've got a big crew of mates, you're going at every weekend and whatnot, but, like, we're like, fuck, none of us are having these sorts of conversations. Mm. Um, And then one thing led to another, and we learnt what social enterprise was and profit for purpose, and we're like, fuck, this is a business idea that, could really make some positive change and get us off the tools. We were like, it's a no-brainer. So just roll the two together in a way we met.
0: Mm, unbelievable, mate. Did you have um, like some good guidance around that, or did you sort of go to maybe other people that have had businesses which could uh, sort of point you in the right direction with regards to that? Cause it would have been pretty daunting being a young fella and then sort of contemplating, you know what's what's possible here.
1: Yeah, I suppose a big thing for us, and you know, Dan and I, are so fortunate that we're like. Dan and I are polar opposites, but we're very similar in a lot of ways as well, which is great. So it's like we've we've always been, you know, very willing and and able to put our hand up and ask for help um, and reach out to people in the know. Um, So, you know, we didn't really know where to go or what to do, but I suppose, you know, these things sort of, you know, when you put yourself out there, it's it's amazing the people that sort of respond to it. Mm. Um, And we just found it, you know, very quickly, you know, people that didn't want to be a part of it, pretty much telling us we were fucking mad and never to fucking yeah. talk to us again. <laughs> yeah. Uh and the people that were sort of like, Wow, fuck, this is different and this could be something and you need to talk to this guy or you need to go talk to this dealer and you're like, fuck, yeah, okay. And then you have thirty meetings and then all of a sudden you're in a position where you're like, Oh right, oh now we know this. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it just yeah, it rolls on and rolls on. So yeah, we were very fortunate that we um yeah continue to put ourselves mm-hmm. out there, ask questions and, and just ask for help.
0: I, um, I I love what you've done or what you're doing, mate, but like my my thing was the boredom within the construction and mining industry because it had to be like plain orange or plain yellow or whatever, you know, you couldn't jazz it up. What challenges yeah. did, did you have with regards to like helping organizations understand that there was um, an opportunity to be able to look a little bit better and have a bit of fun with what you're doing at work? Yeah, well, was it was
1: probably, that. It was probably- us getting an understanding of what we're allowed to do, that's what took us so long because, you know, our first product wasn't a high vis product. It was just a full print, like loud garment, you know what I mean? It's like a residential trade you could wear or someone, you know, rurally or whatever, mm. or like a weekender. Um, it took us, I think it was sort of over 12 months by the time we'd been in market to get a high vis product into market. And that was simply because no one could give us a straight fucking answer on what we could not couldn't make.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, you see a lot, like you know, a lot of our competitors make garments that are, you know, a blue or a pink on the top, um, on the top uh, part of the uh, of the product. But we we kept getting told by all the um, all the regulators down in Melbourne, they're like, these aren't high vis products, and I'm like, fuck, am I going mad? These guys are selling them as a high vis product, mm. and they're like, well, they're not, they're only a night high vis product, so. Um, anything that's not orange or yellow predominant with that uh, majority percentage on top um, cannot be rated as a day um, high garment. Mm. So um, we, yeah, finally figured that out, realised that the bottom component and the and the half sleeves could be changed to whatever. Uh, it just had to contrast against whatever the top colour was. And, yeah, once we knew that, well, then it was just gung-ho. I mean, we've just gone ballistic ever since then.
0: Mm, just quickly uh, getting uh, probably technical here too, which will bore a few people, but did you find that it varied from state to state with what you could and couldn't do?
1: Uh, no, it's a nationwide Australian standard, Australian New Zealand standard actually, but the one, uh, the only products that we haven't brought into market as of yet is rail compliant and that's because Victoria, um, I think there's one other state, have very specific needs in regards to their rail Compliant garments and you also can't really add too much flair to them as of yet mm. um, but we are working into a uh, more of a uh, Plain workwear market as of January next year. So we'll be able to um, yeah start looking into those other verticals as well.
0: Good stuff mate. And uh, just another technical question obviously if you're getting your product made overseas, were there some restrictions around getting it in over the last year or two when, uh, when stuff was happening?
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a fucking whirlwind. I mean, we can't really complain. Like e-commerce, um, direct to consumer stuff, and, and, and the B two B side of things have really flourished um, through this period. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 gluts in the supply chain have been a bit of a pain. Um, we have tried to make stuff in Australia, um, and it's mm. been an absolute nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, that's
0: what I was going to ask. Yeah, have you tried the being there. Stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been there, done that. Won't be doing it again. I mean, we got Australian-made t-shirts um, with Australian-made cotton. And mate, it was a nightmare. Um, we couldn't even. The, the, it went. It got, I think it went through about six or seven sets of hands until we got it. And I mean, the product mm. we got, we was. We, it cost us about the same we'd normally retail one for. So yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to? Yeah.
0: How
1: are you supposed to make any money? And the quality was shit out. Mm. We just hated the quality of them. Um, they were no good at all. So, mm. yeah, we're uh, and we're so strict on quality. Like that's our biggest thing. Mm. Um, because we know we'd, we'd be able to sell it once to someone, but we're, we're here for a lifetime customer. We, we don't want people to just come and buy it once for a novelty. We want people to buy, stickers, stay with us, because, um, yeah, we're the best out there.
0: Yeah, mate, well said. It's interesting because, uh, um, yeah, I'd love to see things being made in Australia, but it's hard when we haven't got that right, you know, to be able to get things uh, that are capable of, uh, that have, uh, you know, got... Uh, the price obviously differentiated, but also the quality. And, and if you haven't got that right, no one's going to buy it, you know, so it's tricky. But, mate, um, more importantly, you, you know, I want to talk about mental health and, and what you've experienced uh, since you started this, being exposed to, to more people. Uh, and what, what are some of the, I suppose, stories that have come from, from individuals that have been struggling, which has been encouraging you to, to continue what you're doing? Oh, um, yeah,
1: I mean, it's the, the stories we get back from consumers is incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, we get stories all the time. I suppose it's it's weird because we sort of live in a bit of a bubble at Trademart because we're not out on the tools and stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard to really know how it all yeah, exactly how it's all going. Because, I mean, there would be so much impact that's been made that we'll never hear about. But, I mean, that's sort of the cool cool component of it. But, yeah, the feedback we get from community is just incredible. I mean, we've got such an obsessed community of customers and, and supporters. I mean, we've got, I think there's about four or five trademark tattoos out there now. I mean, it's insane.
0: <laughs> so, so what, people have actually got the tattoo on their body?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's nuts.
0: That's good. It's mate. a cult, mate.
1: It's, it's a cult.
0: Well, 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 you know, I I only was aware of you when I saw a billboard up in Gladstone one day. So, um, so you know, if you're getting out there in your marketing and, and there's people liking it, I think that's awesome. And you know, knowing uh, as I said, like uh, you know, having having sort of uh, managed guys for many years and um, being able to uh, observe their. Um, their way of thinking i would have thought yeah if you can develop something which they've got a connection with it would be really well supported so you've been able to you know really create a a niche there but mate i just think um you you know we have such a, a a challenge with regards to what's going on above our shoulders consistently you know the world's changed a lot i'm a bit older than you and um I've managed men for a long time and uh, I, I understand what goes on with, with guys, whether they're professional or whether they're, they're blue-collar or they're laborers or carpenters or, or foreman or whatever, you know. Everyone has the same stuff with regards to stress, anxiety, depression, all the, um, I suppose, the, the things that go on with uh, with mental well-being. And, you know, it, it's not new, this sort of stuff. This stuff's been around for a long time. But it's just that it's been elevated and escalated more with regards to, um not having the solutions and the tools to be able to proactively manage our, our well being as well as what we have in the past. We've got lots of stimulation and distraction that we've never really had before. And um you know, I'm really passionate about helping guys be proactive um with their mental well being so they can become more resilient and, and aware and uh, you know, not, not sort of buy into the things which um can take their physical and mental well being the other way. And it's it's you know, you've just got to look at What society's trying to uh, create for us you know we're always being bombarded to buy booze or to to eat shit food and all that sort of stuff you know so to be able to be conscious of that and you know you know what it's like in the trades um you know we don't look after our physical health really well it's just sort of get it done quick with regards to our food intake and having a few beers after work and all of a sudden it can get out of control so have you uh yeah yeah, you'd understand all that
1: absolutely yeah yeah i suppose that the thing that I'm so fortunate about is, um, yeah, like I'm I'm obsessed now in regards to finances and like personal finances. Um, I know for a long time I was shit-assed at it and simply because no one's taught about it, right? Like no yeah. one is taught about how to care for their, 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 their personal finances. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose I've put a lot of time and effort into that aspect of my life and um, and it has changed things dramatically for me, um, just in regards to that's just not a stress anymore, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, Because I've just got it, to, like, I've read The Barefoot Investor and, you know, um, my wife and I are, are, are super diligent with that sort of stuff and, um, you know, because it is it is a big stressor, I think, on majority of people because it's sort of that, that vicious cycle where, you know, you've got the flat jute, you got the house you can't afford, you, uh, you know, you've got... Like you're going yeah, out every weekend and you're just trying to keep up with everyone, but it's just such a facade and everyone's fucking miserable and it's all bullshit, you know what yes. I mean? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, like if, if, if Mazda had donated uh, a couple of youths for Dan and I to drive around and I'd still be, you know, puddling around in my uh, Mitsubishi Lancer, you <laughs> know what I mean? So
0: yeah, I,
1: um, it, I, I, I think it's, it, it's people getting an understanding of, of what does truly really make them happy. Um, and for me, it's definitely, yeah, relationships, um family you know my wife my mates those sorts of things you know that are the key areas that make me feel good um and that's where i invest yeah like my, my time and money basically yeah so, well yeah. said
0: mate because really um you're right we are set up to be uh be here to support the economy at the end of the day you know no one really gives us the tools and solutions to be able to proactively manage you know, uh necessities like finances, like uh our mental well being, our physical well being, we've got to learn a lot ourselves, we've got to learn how to be a husband and a father and all that sort of stuff. That's not sort of coming through the system. But uh I just I just think Ed, um, yeah, like to be able to provide education to people that are that are really unconscious, that 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 haven't got the ability to um to sort of comprehend these things and you know with with construction and mining, primarily, guys are going in there to earn big dollars. But they they they're as, as volatile. The whole industry can be really volatile. Can be boom, boom, and bust in many ways. So, to be able to yeah. help people with that, I think is really important.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's um, yeah, part of what we're obviously trying to do with uh, with Trademart and our, our content um, that we, we're pumping out, sort of fairly uh, consistently. And like obviously our podcasts and stuff as well, chatting to people that have made mistakes or learnt lessons and um, overcome adversity just so people can understand that, uh, you know, we all go through this and no, one, mm. no one's no one got a perfect, um, yeah, recipe for it. And it was funny, I was just chatting um, at a uh, dinner here the other night with, uh, with my family, it was sort of, you know, it's funny that we're, you know, it's 2021 and there's not a single just one-size-fits-all like this is what you should eat for breakfast, this is what you should eat for lunch and this is what you should eat for dinner. Like, no one's got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh, I mean?
0: Mate, it's, just... a, it's a choice, absolutely. We've got too much choice. That's where we've, we've really gone downhill uh, over the last 50 years, mate, because it was simple. We ate with the seasons a while ago. We were doing what nature told us to do, but now we've just got too much choice, which has sh- thrown us out of rhythm, I guess.
1: Mate, steak steak, and uh, steak and three veg just isn't a thing anymore. It's just insane.
0: Yep, yep, that's it. And, but, yeah, the... The choice thing, Ed, is, uh, is, is a major contribution to, to mental well-being. So keeping keeping things simple, I think, is really key. And having routine and being able to do things religiously uh, to, to, you know, spend time uh, on your own well-being, uh, I think, is, is really important because it's, it's easy to go to... Uh, old habits or or habits which which make us physically and mentally lazy and uh, you know as i mentioned society is consistently trying to steer us down that path you know because unhealthy people are good for the economy right at the end of the day so um to be able to help people um to to, to be more resilient and to be self-aware enough to make positive choices that take them forward rather than take them backwards i think is really really key and um yeah you're right um no one no i like that conversation the other night at dinner no one really taught us that but i always look at eastern cultures too and what they what the wisdom that they have uh is you know and they talk about body type so your body type would not be like mine so we need to eat different things to be able to you know keep us Uh, our our, our metabolism working properly and being able to get our bodies working you know better in in australia um we are sort of you know put in a box one size fits all you're sick you get any antidepressants or uh you know uh uh, antibiotics if you got something wrong with your body but really when when something's going on it's disease it's actually like being um proactive rather than reactive and finding out why that's happening and then addressing it i think that's that's smarter than um you know just band-aid fixes at the end of the day
1: yeah well that's why you know that that's the the whole reason we set um you know tx up um the charity it's simply because the early intervention component of things just wasn't there you know for people that were like "Fuck, i'm feeling down i don't know you know i don't know what's going on who do i talk to where do i go it was sort of like well you can yeah reach out and get early intervention rather than getting it to to last cause and crisis, you know what I mean. I think there's a lot of people out there that, um, yeah, have something that they need to reach out to someone about. And they just haven't done it, um, we're sort of allowing that avenue to for people to do that. Um, yeah, I think a good quote. Um, you know, if it's on your mind, it matters. Um, yeah, a, a young lady, we uh, Josie Tucker, we had on the podcast a few months ago. She's from Kids Helpline. It was yeah, such a such a true saying you know if it's on your mind it matters you know there's a lot of people out there that do have something on their mind and it does matter but they're, they're just not reaching out so um yeah being able to provide that early intervention to people it is, a, is a huge step in the right direction in our opinion uh
0: it's more prehabilitation and rehabilitation isn't it and the whole model has been really reactive uh you know for for a long time and um to be able to give people you know provide uh, you know advice practical solutions and be able to sort of be supportive with that i think it's really key and you know so tyax mate can you tell us a bit more about that
1: yeah so so text a free text a free text and call service uh direct to mental health counselors um yeah well it's expanded as of as of today it's uh, uh 8 a.m uh till 10 p.m which is really cool mm-hmm. um it has been nine to five for the last sort of 14 months since inception um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a free text and call service To, to mental health counsellors And um, yeah, it's, it's free and ongoing um, We've got a model of care Where people can reach out, you know On behalf of themselves or, or, or a loved one um, And yeah, start, start talking to a professional Instantaneously and for free Which is pretty cool
0: So mate, um, what's the uptake been like With regards to that And how long have you had it running? Yeah,
1: so it must be um, Yeah, it has been at like least 16 months so I 8th of June last year we launched it um, and it's, yeah, overwhelming uptake. I mean, um, I don't know the numbers exactly for last week, but, yeah, it's well in excess of 3,000 hours of care we've provided and we're just starting to ramp it up now. I mean, the first 12 months have sort of been just getting the foundation set up, making sure the right people are in the right seats. Um, we've got a clear clear ask, a clear give, um, finding our market fit, and, and now we're sort of really... Scaling it up, we've just rolled out the, the TX Alliance, which is a um, subscription-based funding model, so an industry-backed funding model by uh, you know, larger corporates in this in the blue-collar space um, for us to be able to continue to provide um, yeah clinical outcomes to the community free of charge. Yeah,
0: mate, that's, that's amazing. And that was originally like, funded by, by trademark
1: Yeah, so trademark pretty much bootstrapped it. Um, so it's been in works for about two and a half years. Um, and, yeah, it's been officially in operation for, yeah, like I said, sort of 16 months. And, and now um, now we've got, obviously, Trademark, um is, is sort of leading the way in regards to the, the funding component. We'll fund $120,000 worth of care um, this financial year, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and then we've got, uh, yeah, the likes of Construction Skills Queensland, uh, AAM Investment Group, Coates Higher, Jim's Group. Um, on board as well which is which is amazing so yeah just signed up um 1.4 million dollars worth of um, opportunity um, care to the community for the next 12 months
0: Cheers, mate. so so they'll, they'll be able to give you a donation which can can help it i suppose
1: yeah so so basically what what we were lacking was just a consistent cash flow for the organization it was sort of you know we get one-off donations here and there and, yeah which, you know is good but it's sort of hard to to get a forecast of cash flow understand the scalability of the entity and we were like look we need fucking 60 to 70 grand a month to provide care from 8am to 10pm with two clinicians across two shifts so four clinicians a day so mm-hmm. you know we need you know 60 to 70 grand a month to run it with the admin fees and everything else um five days a week we need consistent cash flow how do we get it well We just uh, went to market and said, hey, look, you know, we can provide a a $3.20 return on your money because it costs us $83.50 an hour to provide our care. But if you were to, you know, access one of our counsellors at a private sector mental health rate, it'd be in excess of $267. So, um, yeah, just really clear reporting and and data and, and return on investment for donors so people can understand where their money's going. And I think for a long time, people have really been disillusioned in regards to to charities. I know, you know, the younger generations just don't seem to donate to charities and understandably why. Like, I've never donated to a charity until we, you know, launched T-AX and that's because we were controlling the outcomes. Mm, Um, True. We've uh, we've probably seen too much money pissed away and wasted and not driven by the actual change it's trying to create. So, um, yeah, that's why we've We've launched our own um, organisation and, and then got some really uh, some awesome tech stuff being implemented on the first of December, where people can see live um, social impact reporting, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, mate. To be able to provide evidence and to be able to uh, show people that uh, it's not just them that's battling with something that they um, that they can. You know sort of see themselves in others uh and, and know you know this sort of stuff is real i guess at the end of the day and sort of take a step back into my own journey i was struggling there for a long time you know i was a young fellow and through but I, I never had the courage um to be able to speak out but but we never had the tools like you know you you're talking about now back then you know it was like you go and saw someone physically if you were lucky and uh and, and the shame that went with that was too too great you know so um uh, yeah. it's, it's amazing that things are starting to open up and you need to be proud of yourself to be able to provide that vehicle, mate. And, you know, I love that you're able to, uh, to do this for free and tradies can jump on and, uh, and get access to people that have got um, the ability to be able to support them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's available to anyone uh, and everyone. We're just sort of targeting that blue-collar community first up because they're the hardest nuts to crack. Mm. um but yeah the, the beautiful thing is that uh yeah it's available to all so um anyone listening wants to reach out yeah it's oh four triple eight four six nine double eight.
0: okay so they can just text them or, or ring and uh and, and get some, some text guidance. or call
1: yeah they'll get through to someone there and basically you'll get uh linked up with a with a clinician and then get on a, on a program um and you'll be away
0: yeah and do you find it's both male and female that are coming in mate
1: yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, an, it's a shame that we haven't had sort of really clear, um, you know, data collection over the last sort of 16 months because it would be great to have a clear indication of exactly who has been calling through, but um, we're going to have a really clear picture over the next couple of months as we roll out this new social impact reporting. So, um, yeah, it's it, we do have a, a larger female rate reaching out, but I think it would be only around that 60 to 40%.
0: Yeah, okay. That, that's good, though. At least there's a good balance. And, you know, I a lot of what I do is men's health and, and guys are, you know, much more reluctant still to talk about stuff than, than women, obviously. So, um, you know, there's a, quite a, a large um, contingent of women in the construction industry now and associated industries where there wasn't before. But, yeah, mate, I, I just think, you know, for, for me personally, when I've been able to deliver um uh, a workshop to people and i can talk about my own experience people people can really see themselves in that and and when they can see themselves in someone else they they start to feel comfortable and they can start to open up and um you know you know what it's like yeah you, you would you would have come across it time and time again
1: absolutely yeah the ability to to show a bit of vulnerability yourself just allows everyone around you to to do this day, um yeah it's a uh, it's a powerful thing that powerful thing
0: mm, it is mate and uh we're grateful uh to be able to have this conversation because you know five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago we would not have been able to do that you know and uh and to be able to talk openly openly and honestly about things i think is is, is a skill that we don't we don't have school teaches us to be defensive and um you know when we can start to be vulnerable and open up that's when the real growth happens right i guess at the end of the day
1: oh absolutely for sure uh and i think we're slowly seeing changes to yeah like progressive changes in this space i think it's, it is really shifting in the right area
0: mate uh, how can people get hold of you if they want to reach out and maybe obviously look at the the, the gear that you supply but if they want to reach out personally and uh maybe just say good day or um or maybe get some help, obviously, with 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 T X. Um, what the best way to go about this? Is we might just grab that number Yeah, a bit. So you can,
1: okay. yeah, you can reach out to to T X. Oh uh, four triple eight four six nine double eight. 8. Uh, or yeah, if you want to reach out uh, to Trademut, uh, yeah, just Trademut T R A D E M U T dot com. Jump on there and check out the workwear. Um, otherwise, yeah, if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn's the spot. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, mate
0: good stuff really appreciate your time ed and uh wish you all the best i know this is just the start of your journey for you mate because there's going to be so much more that will evolve uh as it has over the period that you've been involved with this you know so you wouldn't have thought back in 2015 that you'd be doing what you're doing today and uh you know there's so much more that can be done and um i think you're so passionate about what you're doing with dan and uh you know if you've got that heart-driven purpose then everything will take care of itself so appreciate it mate
1: Thanks, Aaron. No, I really appreciate your time, mate. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Guys, thanks so much for listening in. Um, please check out Trademutt. Um, what they do, uh, if you're needing gear or you're running a company and you need to get PPE, here, I, I, I think yeah, any organisation that's going to give something back um, it's definitely worth supporting. So please, uh, please check them out. And if you are you know, a young guy or you're an individual that may be needing some support, um, please check out um, TIACS. as uh, as Ed said. Uh, they can give you some help, um, which is which is completely confidential and uh, and free of charge, which is which is awesome. So you know um, that's. That's something I wish I had a, around when I was uh, a young fella, that's for sure. So, so grateful that uh, these guys have been able to create something pretty important. So, if you want to reach out to me, please email au. Please feel free to share this with others and there's uh, some awesome guests coming on soon. So, please keep tuning in and share. Thank you. ta da.